0: This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro.
1: This week, more reports about how tech companies, both old and new, are answering the call to fight the coronavirus. We'll also hear about how to improve your home Wi-Fi performance, how to network for business from home, and how some job seekers are looking to the stars for their next opportunity. All this and more coming up. General Motors has begun training auto workers in Kokomo, Indiana, to make ventilators for coronavirus patients in hospitals. WWJ Radio's Jeff Gilbert reports.
2: 1,000 workers called paid volunteers will build the ventilators eventually on two shifts. There'll be an individual workstation six feet apart with lots of cleaning. There will be different doors for entering and exiting so that social distancing can be practiced during shift changes.
1: Meanwhile, Ford is now manufacturing face masks for medical workers at a suburban Detroit plant. Jeff Gilbert has that story as well. Engineering
2: manager Adrian Price says they put the whole process into production in a single weekend. We've been able to leverage different talents from across the organization, industrial engineering skills, facilities development skills, our design team all working together in a fluid way. They started building 25,000 face shields a day and are ramping up. our global supply chain to help us uh, bring component parts from all over the world, um, and obviously we'll uh, we'll look to uh, scale as much as we can over the coming days. Car makers also making other protective gear and medical equipment
1: like ventilators. Some elite motor racing engineers have come up with a cheap, easily produced ventilator. Jim Senavey has more. <laughs>
0: Formula One has always been at the sharp end of technology, technology for making cars fast and safe. But now, F1 engineers have turned their attention to safety on another front. The McLaren Racing Team has developed a prototype respirator, a personal respirator that consists of a fabric hood connected to an air filter. This device employs readily available components and has an open-source design, meaning it can be modified and cheaply made by manufacturers globally. Jim Shenevy, CBS News.
1: And a Silicon Valley hydrogen fuel cell maker is pivoting its production line to refurbish old ventilators. Joe Tavy is director of manufacturing at Bloom Energy.
0: We've noticed that there was a pretty high demand for ventilators and the state reached out to us and said, you know, one of the ways perhaps you guys can help us is that we've got a lot of ventilators that have been sitting around since about 2011. Technically, they're not fit for use in the current state, but maybe you guys can fix them, uh, get them up to specification such that we can uh, deploy them for use, you know, amid this, this crisis. We're averaging about 100 ventilators a day, being able to refurb, refresh, uh, validate, run them on a durability test, pack them back up, and send them to the hospital such that they're ready for use right when they pull them out of the box.
1: Are you working from home during the pandemic? If so, this report from CNET's Brian Cooley on how to improve your home Wi-Fi will be welcome news.
2: Home broadband from your ISP works better when you have good Wi-Fi to send it around your house. Remember, Wi-Fi is not Internet. It's just a wireless way of distributing it. Now, as you've learned, just moving location can make a big difference in your home Wi-Fi reception. Know that Wi-Fi also has six generations, each one much faster than the one before it. If you've recently upgraded your Internet service or your Wi-Fi router, but you're still on a seven-year-old laptop with old Wi-Fi, it becomes the limit of its Wi-Fi performance. Make sure your Wi-Fi is secured and you have no guest network open. People glomming onto your Wi-Fi can immediately and dramatically slow it down for you. And some internet providers let you use an app so you can see what devices are on your Wi-Fi and cut some of them off so that your other ones, like your laptop for work, can work well. Know what's next at CNET.
1: But what if you're looking for work or maybe trying to develop sales leads from home? Fortune Magazine's Jeff Colvin tells us you can still network even during a pandemic.
0: Career experts say networking remotely isn't hard. Most people just don't do it. Everybody's feeling pressures and distractions just now, but strengthening professional ties and seeking out new ones could pay dividends after the pandemic has receded into history. If you work directly with clients, it's a good time to contact some you haven't heard from in a while. Take a few minutes every day to connect. Ask how they're faring and let them know you'd like to help if you can. For other contacts, if you know their personal tastes, send along music or movie or reading lists thoroughly update your linkedin profile recruiters of all kinds including those looking for possible new board members and future conference speakers as well as potential hires are spending even more time combing through social media than they normally do and approach new contacts many people hesitate to connect with someone whose work they admire fearing rejection or just not wanting to impose on them But if you send a request with a thoughtful note, ideally one that briefly asks for advice on a specific business issue or situation, most people are receptive. Never
1: assume a no. And while most of us are looking for jobs here on Earth, there are still thousands of people who are hoping for a future in space. CBS's Peter King has more.
0: Those 12,000 people hope they'll be doing this riding a rocket from Florida's Space Coast to the International Space Station, the moon or beyond. NASA says that's how many applications it received during its latest astronaut recruiting drive that ended this week. Second only to the more than 18,000 from three years ago, the odds against being chosen are astronomically high. Only 12 made the cut from the last pool. NASA hopes this group will be among the Americans to fly its Artemis moon missions and perhaps go on to Mars. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando.
1: No one knows yet when the economy will get back up and running and how long it'll take for everything to get back to normal. But what we do know is that there will eventually be a need for new workers to handle the demand for the next evolution of wireless service, 5G. Stephen Greenberg reports. Be prepared to hear a
3: lot more about 5G wireless technology. It'll eventually bring speeds of around 10 gigabits per second to your phone. That's more than 600 times faster than today's mobile phones and creates massive potential to further disrupt our world and our labor market. The full-scale deployment of 5G will happen over the next several years. In fact, it's already begun. And employers are now looking for workers that they can train to make this a reality. Congress was recently told that the U.S. faces a 5G labor shortage. For example, 20,000 additional cell tower climbers are needed. There's a great deal of work to be done to install all relevant equipment. Antennas may be needed on nearly every street lamp and traffic light across the country. Maintenance will also add to this workforce demand. The telecom industry needs to attract and train a vast workforce. You can visit telecomcareers.net. Or visit the websites of telecom companies like Verizon and AT&T to get
1: started. And speaking of 5G, a number of 5G cell towers in Great Britain were set on fire over the past couple of weeks as a result of fake news being distributed online, claiming that the ultra-fast mobile network technology is helping spread the coronavirus. That word this week from the BBC, which reports that government officials there are calling it dangerous nonsense. And they say there is absolutely Absolutely no credible evidence of a link. And finally, new shoes powered by artificial intelligence that can unlock the secrets of your soul. Bob Carson from the National Science Foundation explains. One of the first skills
2: a toddler attempts is walking, followed by a lifetime of perfecting that gait, maybe with help from smart shoes, pods, insoles, step counters, With all this, humans still don't have a firm footing on how to analyze, on-site, the simple act of repeatedly putting one foot in front of the other. There are some high-end gait analysis technologies, like camera-based motion capture systems that can be used only in lab settings. Stepping up the game, researchers at Stevens Institute of Technology have developed an AI-powered smart insole that pretty much straps that lab right onto your footsies. Their sports sole technology tells you in real time the length, the speed, and power of your stride. It's got an array of force sensors to detect plantar pressure way better than any mobile system out there. An AI algorithm takes the key info and creates instant gait analysis. Whether you're walking or running, not in a lab, but in the real world. The team says the technology could provide an inexpensive way to help optimize treatments for people with movement disorders or musculoskeletal injuries. Even help athletes improve their running technique, a
1: new way to do a bit of soul searching. And that's it for now. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next week
0: was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week
3: for more tech news and find more online at wakr.net.